the bad guy from Hannibal Rising's Lecter, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Billy Balls, Big Boss, Big Billy. It's Billy something. Billy Wrangler, Billy Wrangler, Bill. Oh, Billy Wrangler, Bill Sykes. No, that's that's all of a twist. It's yeah. Bill something. Bill, go get that. Big. I'm not going to cut any of this. It's going to be 17 minutes big, of you trying to no, remember wait, his wait, name. No, wait, wait, wait. Big, it's Big... Big Willie it, style. Is it Big Billy? Is it Big Bill? Billy Raw. Is it a Raw? Is it a Raw noise after the Bill? Bill Rothen Child. Oh, please keep doing this. It's so interesting. <laughs> will, will you fucking help me? Tell me his name. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo... I knew it was two Bs. <laughs> big old Buffalo Bill. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck Ruh. me. I don't know where I was getting the ruh from. Buffalo ruh bill. Cholera bill. Steady on. Gonorrhea bill. The white man wiped out the <laughs> buffalo. Gonorrhea bill. Gonorrhea <laughs> bill. Silence of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster in Gonorrhea bill. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about time travel. I just came back from the future. I've been told that uh, this episode is going to be the best one we do. So settle in, folks, because future Gavin fucking loved this. So I have two questions. Oh, no. My, our, our loose summary for the episode. Yeah. First things first. Wait, we're not going to do like who we are. I've got a funny name. We should. I'm Gary Copeland. I've forgotten my name. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Gavin. I feel we should give some context. We've, Good job. We've had we've been drinking. Two questions that I wanted to talk about in our in our loose summary for the episode, as always. First things first, the two different types of time travel that we see most commonly in films. I'm having deja vu. That's because we've already recorded all this, but it was dog shit. <laughs> we've got to do it again because Audio Boy says so. Because Gavin talked about Star Trek for honest to God about thirty two oh, minutes. It was just and. And it was my you know favourite what? time I've ever had the let's, podcast. Let's not pretend. To... Let's not pretend. No. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And Audio Boy and I decided we had to literally reset. <laughs> because they bully me. They pick <laughs> on me. They so don't dull. let me have fun. It's just so they make bad. me talk about Marvel movies. My, and I was trying my goddamn best to make it any I form w- of interesting I or funny. I just want to talk about Star Trek. It was impossible. It was so. Yeah, you said you were interested. Well, I was lying because I was trying to make the episode <laughs> sound interesting. You're a terrible friend. <laughs> right. I want to talk about two things specifically. First things first, the two different types of time travel that happen in films. You've got closed loop and you've got weird... Hula hoop. Hula hoop time travel. Yeah, I mean, effectively. Um, and then secondly... Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah. David Tennant, Doctor Who. And then secondly, we'll talk about some of the films that have time travel in them that um, are that, that do it well slash don't do it well. And, and how they get around not doing it well. Because it's really a... Time travel is a plot point isn't a plot point you can really do well. You get And films only... like Looper... So you get... I mean, yeah, should we just jump in on that? So I would say the only way you can do time travel well is if it is in a standalone time travel movie. If you introduce yeah. time travel into a larger universe of films, I think it's immediately game-breaking. Yeah. Like, if you think about... Um, oh, I just had it. I just had it. And it's gone from my mind. <laughs> Well, while you think about it, I'm going to quickly quickly summarize the two types of time travel we've got. The first one is closed-loop time travel. And for everyone at home, closed-loop time travel is a... 
is the plot device where there's no real beginning or end to the time travel. Effectively, you follow the main characters. At some point, they go back in time, but they exist or they would exist at the same time as themselves. This is going to get confusing. So they like bump into each other. They could bump into each other. Okay. Theoretically. But then that's like... But that would create a paradox and would, in most universes, blow up the timeline. Oh, no, Cloverfield Paradox. Cloverfield Paradox. And in that universe, the characters are always stuck doing the same thing until they reset, until they catch back up to where they went back in time. Have you got a good example? I do. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is okay. is the simplest and easiest closed-loop paradox. Not closed-loop paradox, just closed-loop time travel. Um, and you'll know this. And I'm, Have you seen Bill and Ted? I have. You have? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a rare one. I know. Um, but Bill and Ted, there's You're a point... You're going to get a sticker after this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies, little but when I do, it's usually a Bill star. and Ted movie. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, and, and the best example of it is near the end of Bill and Ted... They make the the joke about time travel where I think Bill and Ted get stuck in a prison cell. Yes. And Bill says to Ted, or Ted says to Bill, I cannot remember which is which, how do we get out of here? Oh, we just need to find the the keys to the cell. Wait a minute. Once we do get out, we'll just put the the key cells, the the cell keys, in here under this bucket. And they lift the bucket and bosh, there are the keys. Bosh. So it's closed loop in the sense that they have to do everything after they've escaped, yeah. but they can always kind of get out of whatever situation as yeah, long okay. as, you know, whatever. And then the other big one, squiggly time travel nonsense, would be, and the easiest one to talk about, because everyone knows it, is Back to the Future. Yeah. Where shit changes, because Marty McFly fucks up the Yes, but as things progress, stream. members of his family start dissipating from the photograph, because... I mean, that doesn't make any fucking sense, though. I know, why would you take a photograph framed like that, where there'd be, like, five people in it, and then the frame could... Well, it's not framed. I know, I mean, it's like, like... his wallet. I'm talking about like, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, frame yeah. of the picture. Because it's him, his brother, his sister, and, his mom and, and as dad. his mum and dad... As he, like, fucks up his mum and dad's relationship, <laughs> his brother starts disappearing, but not, like... Not fading, like his legs start going, and Marty McFly is like, "Oh shit, I gotta get my mum and dad together, or my brother's not gonna have any legs in the future." Here's what <laughs> like, I like to think about: like, <laughs> you cut to future time with the brother, and he's just like there in his bedroom, screaming <laughs> as he sees his, "I'm disappearing before my eyes! Help me, Jesus!" Yeah. Um. Outside that ridiculous. And I get the it. I suppose, I, suppose I, I suppose I get it from like a visual. Wait, How do I'm we... sorry. As a child, do you never have to try and save your brother from fading out of a photograph <laughs> or existence? Because I remember a couple of times when your I had brother to get started on fading from the old existence. go-kart and ride down the street, say hi to a couple of honeys that was on the lived on the block and made sure to save my brother from fading away from a photograph. Shout out to my brother. Oh no listens. Hi. That sounds like a Fast and Furious movie. But it's just me and my wee go. I used to go so fast in that go kart. I would say I build like. Anyway, I digress. You were saying you, you do you do digress. I love how this is the time that you stop yourself from digressing. Not not forty when, minutes into Star Jesus. Trek and chill. You get me. Do you know who's going to be really upset that this, the whole Star Trek stuff got cut? My brother. He would have loved <laughs> to have listened to the Star Trek stuff. We will make a Star Trek episode, but we. I'm not. We're not freeballing it because it was awful. We're I'm gonna always free sit down and we're going to have a bit of structure. Do you realise the time travel I'm talking about? Marty McFly starts in 1985, goes back in time, 
fucks up his mum and dad's relationship. His brother starts disappearing and his sister. Then he gets them back together, comes back to 1985 from 1955. But not everything is as it was left. Martin McFly doesn't come back to the same time that he left. Things are just a little Things bit, are a bit different. different. And Martin McFly in the new 1985 has the car that he wanted. Uh, Biff is like a... Cuck. Yeah, cuck, basically. It's like a beta male. Uh, the McFly slave. His mum and dad are like super cool and they wear sunglasses Slip indoors. And, and, and with it and yo. He's got like a badass book and like his dad's a got a book. badass book. Well, you know, as badass as books get. I can't wait until I have a badass book. I'm pretty sure it's called like Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. That is, in fact, it is. Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. That's just a, a, that's a crossing of uh, uh, franchises that I just don't like. <laughs> but yeah, they're the two times... Let me explain why in the next 32 minute diatribe about Star Trek versus <laughs> Star Wars. And that's that's the two time travels because in first one we talked about Bill and Ted, everything has to happen. Yeah. It's, it's predetermined, I think is the word it to plays use. Ba- it'll come back around and it has itself, to come back. Like it has to happen hoop. the way it's set. Whereas Back to the Future, one person, and it's the person that you follow, in this case, Martin McFly and Michael J. Fox, going back and fucking with things basically because he even saves his friend Doc Brown yes um, the Libyans uh, Libyans oh yeah it's Libyans they're yeah. Libyan terrorists Doc Brown's a fucking Bloody terrible Gaddafi. Sci- like wait Doc Brown is a fucking terrible scientist I mean like yeah. a fucking terrible like he steals nuclear he steals that nuclear shit he's on from an the FBI Libyans. watch list for sure for, like, for sure that's why he has, has to, to hide be. out in the old west because the FBI don't steals, exist steals nuclear what is it? It's fucking uranium from the Libyans. Yeah. Hangs out with a 15, 16 year old boy. Hangs someone. Like, no, 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 no. Hangs out with a 15, 16 year old boy. Inexplainably. I mean, that's normal. He's like 70. He never touches them. In the end of Back to the Future 1, Marty, he comes back in time. We gotta go back. Yeah. He, at the end of Back to the Future 1, he comes back from the future and is like, Marty, Jennifer, I gotta take you into the future to look after your kids. Because they've gone off the rails. And See, then they... All I'm hearing now is just Rick and Morty. I mean, it's closer to it, right? Yeah. Then he takes them into the future. And within the first five minutes of Back to the Future 2 is like, right, Marty, we got to knock out Jennifer because she can't see anything in the future. I don't really know why I brought her, Marty. But I just did. It's almost like the script for the previous film wasn't ready for the script of the second <laughs> film. <laughs> Pretty much. But he's, but, I bet but, that writer wishes you could go back in time and change the <laughs> ending to the film. <laughs> but ignoring that, ignoring the fact that it's just convenient for him, why did he take Jennifer? The biggest Why uh, is he taking them? She couldn't handle it. That's what it was. Because she's just a feeble woman. No, he, she couldn't handle such, they, such monumental things. No, she faints. He knocks her out. At he fucking end, walks up behind her and clubs her down. At the end of Back to the Future 1, he comes back and tells Marty and Jennifer, uh-huh. I'm going to take you in. I'm, he tells them, I'm going to take you both into in the future time. and you need to look after your kids. Right? Yeah. Then he takes them into the future. Sounds like a PSA. And instantly... Look after your kids. Knocks her out. Because he says, I think she's not going to be able to handle this. But then yeah. why bring her? Because the script was poorly written. Yeah, exactly. Because then... Because... because because of other plot things that other happen. plot devices that need to go yeah. on. But here's um, the the biggest problem with uh, Back to the Future. No, is the, it, it's not the seventy year old man hanging out with a fifteen year old. No, that's <laughs> completely fine. That's much problem. like my childhood. Anyway, it's not the here's what to sleep I with their own son. Was they promised <laughs> at least ten more Jaws films, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> 
Did you it's see because that? Because Mighty McFly fucked up the timeline. Yeah, Fuck it is. I was they so looking forward to Jaws 17. Went back from 19... No, from 2015. What a fucking overshot on what 2015 was yeah, going to be like, right? Time. What a fucking mistake. Horse racing and Jaws. And just like 2015 being awesome. Flying cars. I mean, 2015 wasn't that bad. It wasn't Back to the Future Audio 2's. Boy, Google the best things from 2015 for us, please. I'm on it. But yeah. Obviously, my birthday will be part of that because every year people celebrate my birthday in uh, Great Mass. Not at Mass, the Catholic uh, gathering, but in Mass as a large gathering of people. Just wanted to clarify yeah, that. everybody remembers Gavin's 23rd birthday. <laughs> Do you know what else is fucking stupid with Doc Brown's plan? Sorry, I'm I'm getting stuck on this. He takes them into the future to like. Wait, let me. I'm trying to think. Doc Brown takes Marty McFly into the future Audio with Jennifer, smiling with great joy. What happened in 2015? That's not joy. Here's a list of some the biggest news stories in 2015, and it's just mass shootings and oh, murders fuck. and. Oh, let's not go down this route. Let's not. Doc Brown takes Marty McFly and Jennifer into the future to take the place of. Martin McFly's kid, because that's it. He takes. He's like Marty McFly. You've got to be. You've got to pretend to be your kid and turn down this bet from Biff's Biff. kid, Griff or something. Yeah, because they're all named stupid shit. Rather than just sitting Marty and Jennifer down and saying, "Right, guys, your kid's gonna be dicks in the future. I'm gonna give you some parenting advice. Gonna bit a bit of one on one. We've been over this before, Gary. If he did that, there wouldn't be a fucking movie. Yeah, but so. It's just so Stupid. What I know, it's stupid, but it's movies. It's fun. Do you know? Uh, we both know a person who back. The, I think it's either Back to the Future or Back to the Future Two. I can't remember. I think it's the first one. Is his favorite movie of all time? Me. Is it you? I I think I've said that plenty of times. Oh, then I know two people whose Back to the Future <laughs> is their favorite movie of all time. Who? Our wee boy Ryan. Hey Ryan. Good taste in films, bro. Yeah. When you say our wee boy Ryan, do you mean our big boy Ryan? Well, yes, our our big, our big, lovely, cuddly cool. teddy bear Ryan. Now that we've talked about the two main types of time travel that are seen in films, and some of uh, the clearest examples from movies. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to add a third one in the reset, reset time travel films. So like Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Happy Death Day. There's a. I mean, if it, you well, know, it's just like it, one version of events, and it just the person and it loops just keeps going over and over and over. There's, and over a, there's a Star Trek episode where uh, the Enterprise C from a different dimension flies through and hits into the, the Enterprise D's nacelle, causing Stop it to spin it. out of control. Stop talking about Star Trek. I swear I'm gonna bottle you. Oh no, it's not the Enterprise C because that's a different one where the Enterprise C from a different dimension with the other Tasha Yar. I'm trying to in the pub tonight. He went. I really want to record two podcasts, and I want to make sure they're good ones. And I was like, all right, sweet. And then he had more alcohol. How many beers have you even had? Once Gavin has two beers, like, he's useless. That's not true. That's, that's fact. I'm fun. I'm going with him. You always go with him. You always pick his side. You're the one that keeps mumbling about Star Wars. You don't even talking about it there. Anybody, if we put this out unedited, that was just going to be me talking about time travel, what we're meant to be talking about in this episode, with the backtrack of... I'm sorry, but what I was talking about was the uh, literal example of what you just talked about, the Groundhog Day style, but the Star Trek episode. That's a TV show. TV show. We don't talk about TV in this episode. But they're Star Trek movies. Is it a movie you want to talk about? No. Fuck off, then. (laughs) Edge of Tomorrow is the the best example of that, because Edge of Tomorrow is... I think Groundhog Day is the best example of it. 
Yeah, I guess. Groundhog, Groundhog Day is better. You just you could describe Edge of Tomorrow as a Groundhog Day army film, sci-fi army. It's also got Bill Murray. It also has Bill Murray. Groundhog Day. So there we go. Three types of time travel. And it has a cute animal in it. Closed loops, wobbly new timelines, and repeat. Time What's loop. to say, though, in time loop. that in Groundhog Day, where you've got Bill Murray goes along his timeline and then yep. dies and then goes back. What's to say that's going back to the start of the same timeline or if it's a completely new timeline, but he just has the memories from the previous timelines? Because I think, because oh, I think he's stuck, isn't he? You you are right, Who knows? theoretically, but at one time he stays awake, and it still resets. Unless he falls asleep, does he not? No, one time he stays awake through it. Did you never see in the the the, the uh, you'll help me with the screenplay? The thing they do before, one, like the treatment, treatment, in the Groundhog Day treatment, mm-hmm. and for anyone that doesn't know what the treatment is at home. Um, the treatment is pre-scripts, pre... It is a basic outline, an entire structure of everything you expect in a film, from locations to plot to characters. But it doesn't go into crazy detail. No, it's just kind of a, a, a blueprint outline of what yeah. you can expect from the film. So in the, in the Groundhog I've Day treatment... So many of them. <laughs> in the Groundhog Day treatment, there's, um, there's a few lines mentioning that Bill Murray is in... Groundhog Day, because in the film you watch it and you get the idea that he's in there for like a long time. Yeah, Enough and maybe time to learn how to make ice sculptures yeah. and learn the piano and all. And this, maybe yeah. longer than you get to see, but mm-hmm. it still seems like a sensible t- amount of time. Whereas the, in the treatment, it mentions him being in there for millennia. Yeah, he's in he's in his loop for you know longer than any man should be that makes sense stuck yeah. doing anything which then makes the level of insanity he goes to seem mild compared yeah. to what it should have been i mean he yeah they they yeah cuz you'd go crazy he refers to himself as a god at one point but i think that was just bill murray rather than bill murray's character in that film i mean bill murray as a god <laughs> i feel like that was the character i think i, that, think. I think that was bill murray i don't know <laughs> i mean but i mean if you think about it to get existential about it maybe after being in that one point for millennia he technically was a god. I mean, he's, he, Bill Murray at that at one point after millennia, is definitely a god. But he's a god of a single day. The moment that he gets out of his loop, he goes back to just being. But a crap. Whether you're the god of a single day or the god of a universe, god of a single a god. day is going to be my new like emo album. God of a single day. So there we go. Three types of time travel predominantly used in films. Which brings me on to the second point of, and we've talked about a bunch there. What what do you think the best time travel movies are? And 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 I suppose is there? Yeah, I suppose the other thing is how how well do films usually do time travel? Because it's that's the that's probably the meatier question. Because it it's it's there's not there's not a lot really. There's not a, there's not as many time travel films. I think the problem with time travel films is they're so fallible. Yeah, like they're they're brittle, and the slightest little kink in the the story for a plot hole to just start to form, and boom, like your entire film falls apart. Yeah, you look at, uh, well, you uh, look at Back to the Future. What example do you have from? Uh, Back? Well, I mean, most of it. The moment you start thinking about Back to the Future, it pretty quickly starts falling apart at the seams. In a lot of places, like I love those films, but. If you think about the actual time traveling element of it, so much is just. <laughs> I mean, the 
what an example a very recent example that I like of a, a time travel film that was utilized to try and fix uh, the problems of its established universe and it only just seemed to make things worse was Days of Future Past, the X Men film. Yeah. Where like they were like, Oh, we're gonna use time travel and stuff to like fix our entire universe. All it did was just break it more. Well, but they kind of gave themselves that soft reset, didn't they? Yeah, but then they didn't follow on from the soft reset because the apocalypse then doesn't have does doesn't make sense in the context of Days of Future Past, doesn't it? Well, if you look at the characters of Days of Future Past and then the characters that are then introduced in uh, Apocalypse, they don't line up. Like Storm, for example, just keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm Storm just does not line up whatsoever. From like where she starts, who she is, her origin, to then the storm that we see in those later films that Days of Future Past tried to fix. So they literally went, let's do Days of Future Past and fix, let's do a time travel movie that fixes our broken timeline and then immediately do a film after it that completely ignores what we just did and breaks our timeline again. And it's just like, really? And and that comes back to what you're saying about it. it it's it's also kind of a, a jump the shark plot device, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In that, and for anyone, if anyone doesn't know what a jump the shark is, it's... When something it's in that uh, Batman episode from the the sixties, in which Batman and Joker have a surfing competition, and the uh, the Joker jumps over the shark. That's not it. You're close. That's well, from Happy Days. Happy Days. Yeah, but the Joker also the Fonz jump... jumps over a shark. The Fonz jumps over a little. The Joker shark. also jumps over a shark, and then uh, Batman uses his uh, shark anti shark spray, and it, and it makes the shark go away. So you're doing that thing where you say things like you know what you're talking about, but this is something I actually know. That's a real thing. Nope. It is. Batman and Robin are getting picked up by the Batcopter and sharks are jumping at them and Batman uses the, there's his shark a, There's an episode spray. of the original Batman TV show. Adam where, West, 1960s Batman. Where Batman and Joker have a surfing competition. I don't disbelieve you, but what you're talking about with the bat shark repellent is when they're getting lifted up by the Batcopter. It's also during the surfing competition. What, what did Robin say when Batman asked him to check the battery of the Batmobile? I don't know what did Robin say. What's a Terry? <laughs> All the audience are going to hear is your pathetic wheezy laugh and then silence that, from the rest of the room. That's, that's a good joke. No, it isn't. It's a funny joke. Because Batman puts the bat prefix on everything. Man walks into a bar and then he rubs his head because he hurts. Pigeon. <laughs> right. Let's get back on topic before this spirals. <laughs> this is why we called it the Meandering Movie Podcast. Um, what was I even saying? Uh, I was talking about the the feebleness of a, a time travel film because yeah, of plot. Yeah, it's, it's a like jump the shark plot device in the, in the sense that once you add time travel into whatever you're adding, whatever you're doing in your narrative, you then have this yeah this break this complete disregard for kind of well for time and space it, it it's a for your universe for your universe yeah um and it, i think that's i think that's where x men struggled you are right actually it's where x men struggled cuz wolverine remembers everything and they've never have they have they released no the next one is the there's this great video that I watched on youtube once where it was a so guy confused. that tried to 
break down the timeline of the X-Men films and the order you should watch them in. And he does it on this whiteboard for like a whole bunch of people. And by the end of what I think is like a 12-minute video, even he's like, yeah, I've got, I don't know. I can tell you. I can do it for you right now. Okay. X-Men 1, 2, 3. So that, is this the order you'd watch them in, or the order they ex- happen in? Or we just watch them in the order that they got released? I think, yeah, to be honest, I think he's right. <laughs> I think you don't need, like, it is just a, you watch them chronologically, because X-Men 1, 2, and 3 happen, then it se- resets back in the past, but it doesn't reset, that is just the past. Then you get 1 and 2. You see the issue here. <laughs> So it goes X-Men 1, then X-Men 2, then X-Men 3, The Last Stand, and then it goes yep. Wolverine, and then it goes uh, The Wolverine, then Days of Future Past, then First Class. No, First Class, first then class Days came of Future Past. Oh, then, oh, then First Class, then Days of Future Past. Yeah. Then... Apoc- Apoc- oh, no, Do you want me to look this the, up? The Wolverine would have had to happen after First Class. Why? Because at the end of Wolverine... Uh, Xavier and Magneto show up and say to Wolverine, hey, we need to use you. And then that goes into the Digital Future Past thing where they send him back in time. And then after that, it would be a, uh, uh, Apocalypse. No, but they're, not, but they're only asking... They're, they're looking for his his help just because he's a mutant. That's it. They're just looking for the little mutant army, remember? But it was supposed to be like a, a tie into Digital Future Past, I'm sure. I think it's they were released. Um, Wolverine wanted to be. Hardly well, released. X Men, X Men Two, X Men: The Last Stand, X Men Origins, Wolverine. Yep. Then First Class. Yep. Then the Wolverine. Yep. Then Days of Future Past. Yep. Uh, it's got Deadpool in here. And I don't know why. Then X Men Apocalypse. Boom! Nailed it. Yeah, there you go. Watch it in that order. Or if you were to watch it in terms of the time in which they happened, it yeah, would but be... you can't because there's there's two timelines. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're talking about. Is the X Men? Uh, yeah, but so so, but but that's, I suppose that's a, that's a Back to the Future wobbly time. That's that's a split. That's one. Here's one line, and then it just breaks off. There's a secondary line. No, but the video that I watched of this guy, it's like it breaks off into like three or four different lines because of just how broken that that timeline of films is. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't handle it well. Regardless, it does not handle its time travel well. What I do like, time travel-wise, is Looper's take on time travel, where the film the film does not fuck about in any of its... Directed by Ryan Johnson. Directed by Ryan Johnson. doesn't fuck around with any of its kind of, oh, how do we do this time travel? Bruce Willis, one of the main characters of the film, literally tells a younger version of himself, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt... With some really good uh, makeup. Don't think about it. If you think about it too much, it stops making sense. That's that's a quote from the movie. Maybe not an exact quote. Also, Emily Blunt's in that movie. Yeah. She's great. And the little kid. Oh, Crack the kid's fucking amazing. In that and then he did that but fucking terrible Disney film, uh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland was good. People shit on Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is a good movie. Tomorrowland is not a good movie. It is a good movie. You are oh, the... George the... Clooney one. Yep. George Clooney is kind of like... Again, it's very Back to the Future, where it's this old guy hanging about with this kid. You are... Odd. You you shit on films. Why am I odd? You shit on films. I I would give quite happily my like hour of time to, and then you defend Tomorrowland. I'm, def- I'm just saying it was an enjoyable movie. It was pants. It wasn't pants. It was pants. At the end of that film, Hugh Laurie is oh, going yeah, Hugh mental. Hugh Laurie's in it as well. 
Sure. Great cast, by the way. Directed it's by good, Brad Bird of Iron Giant Incredibles fame. That's that's one of those films that doesn't know where its villain is as well. Hugh Laurie is going mental in that film about this and that and the next thing. And I remember watching it, and before he dies, and he's monologuing, Spoilers. thinking, yep, Hugh Laurie's got a point. I'm with Hugh Laurie in this. And he's meant to be evil, but I agree with him. <laughs> Tomorrowland is a love letter to the old kids' adventure films from an earlier, more innocent time. And I want more just kind of fun, but a little bit dangerous uh, kids' films like that. Like Jumanji 2. Dangerous because All it's verging on um, no. sexual predatory behaviour. No. <laughs> also, also, it's a, it has some good themes for children. But you don't even watch and kids' films. You can't comment. I watch kids' films. Because I've given up on kids' films. When I spoke to you about Smallfoot, because you said, I'm not watching that. Yes, that's but that's because I've given up on kids' films because kid films treat kids like they're kids and not like they're adults. Smallfoot's message was stay woke. I don't... I don't know how... I don't, what do you want to do with that information? I'm just saying. It's a good message to teach your kids. No, it isn't. Tomorrowland teaches yes, kids... Yes, it is. Tomorrowland uh, is a film in which teaches kids is like... To, uh, you can live your dreams and you can be the hero of your own story. And that's and it's beautiful. Unless you're Hugh Laurie, who gets painted to be a villain, even though he's advocating for the richer bastards and we should be dealing with the poor. And he gets murdered off. Like a fucking... But, yeah, good job, Disney. But it's a good message to kids. You think I'm joking? Watch that film. In Part of Hugh Laurie's monologue is, we have a obesity epidemic and... People's st- a starvation epidemic happening at the same time. The world is fucked. I want to put some stricter regime into place and I want to fix everything. It's going to be shit for a while, but then it's going to get good. And George Clooney's like, ha ha, I'm the American Superman. I'm going to just kill him. He's dead. He was actually, he was Batman. He played Batman. Not Superman. Oh, oh. That's embarrassing for you. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Right. Does Tomorrowland have time travel in it? No. But it has some really does. What does it? It's got that weird. It's not. Oh no, no, it's not time travel. It's like an advert, but like a three D advert. You know when she's walking through that muddy pit, yeah. And it like cuts back, and she realizes she's not. Tomorrowland has some great realized, a greatly realized kind of future technology that I thought was really nifty and cool. Again, it's it harkens back to the kind of classic. I can't remember it. You seem to remember this film really well because it was enjoyable. Yeah, I disagree. Now, for context, for the listeners at home, Gary has taken his socks off. My feet were itchy. Because his feet, quote, were itchy. You don't have to say what I've just said, but they can hear <laughs> they can hear me saying things. Other films that kind of do time travel well. Well, I'd like to throw in uh, a, little, a little wild card. This will be a, a callback to a previous episode. But what are your thoughts on when they introduced time travel into Harry Potter? Yeah. Closed loop, first and foremost. Yes, um, but yeah, it's a that's a it's it's a good it's a good bit of the Harry Potter. Do you think it's possibly much like all of J.K. Rowling's ramblings at it's this point? St- the time turn is a fucking universe stupid breaking. piece of stupid. It's yeah, it is completely universe breaking, completely universe breaking, and especially so much in, so in that it, they just pretend it doesn't exist after that. Yeah, especially film. in a universe like Harry Potter where there is an evil wizard who needs to be killed and he can't be killed because he's too powerful. And then you introduce an artifact where if you turned it, what, like 2,500 times, you just go back to when 
he was a baby and just you could stomp on his head or just, punt him uh, into the side. You just fucking punt him out the window. <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted to. He's a baby. He's, he's a baby doesn't have any I magic. I love the image of just Harry Potter and Harry going back in time and then them going like, do you want to do it? No, no, you do it. Like, okay, and, and, then, and then Ron running <laughs> past both of them. Punt! Baby, punt. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then spits up a slug. Yeah. Blah. Gary's currently double fisting beers. That's a weird term. What double fisting? That's um. It's not. I didn't. I didn't think it was used much over here. What do you mean used much over here? I. Well, what do you think we are? I'd never heard the world anyone of Tomorrowland, say, which is a magical film in which people should watch. I'd never heard anyone refer to holding two beers as double fisting until I went to Canada. And that's just Monday here. <laughs> what are you trying to say that I'm a functional alcoholic? I, I don't slur the word alcoholic. <laughs> What about Lost in Space, the Matt LeBlanc movie with starring Gary Oldman? Yeah, I mean, That's yeah, it's got... definitely definitely a time travel film. A good one though. Ooh. I think I think that's the I think that's a close loop one where they end up back. Like no, yeah. Oh, is it? I don't know. Remember the the kid controlling the robot? Like he. It's not the kid that does it though, is it? Well, it's the older version of him. Who's kind of gone insane? I thought that was Gary Oldman. No, because Gary Oldman t- be- uh, becomes the big spider monster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fucking weird film. That is a weird film. But it's, it's got that great soundtrack. I could not tell you about the soundtrack to the fucking Lost in Space film. <laughs> After we've recorded this podcast, we will be putting on the Lost in Space soundtrack because it is fucking baller. People with your Spotify's and your SoundClouds, after you've listened to the Mandarin Movie podcast on uh, SoundCloud, Type in and uh, see if you can find the Lost in Space soundtrack on SoundCloud. Give that bad boy of you listen. Why are you plugging the soundtrack? Why are you plugging the nothing to do with? So the Lost Lost in Space movie because as well. It uses lines from the movie in the songs, and it's really cool. You mean Great. like a Will Smith style rap? Yes, that comes at the end of the movie, like Men in Black or World World West. So there's a couple of big films we haven't talked about. Donnie Darko. Ugh. Got a problem with Donnie Darko? I can't stand that film. Why? It's just so fucking. It, it's a film. It's like a Fight Club, despite uh, minus the fact that it's not good. Where people thought it was a fucking message of a generation kind of type of film, in which the director was some sort of otherworldly genius who was going to go on to make these masterpieces. And Donnie Darko is just a a, a nothing bluff, and that director's gone on to do nothing. And just to clarify your thoughts on Tomorrowland one more time. <laughs> it's an enjoyable, fun film. Yeah, but Tomorrowland knows what it is, and it has fun, and it goes along. Donnie Darko is trying to be this... It's trying to be a Requiem for a Dream fucking... Uh, more than it is experience. A, a higher thought type experience. And it's just fucking moronic, and it's so tedious. It's the only Jake Gyllenhaal film I don't like. I thought Donnie Darko was good. Well, thanks for that riveting uh, dissection of your thoughts on Donnie Darko. Any what? other films? It's fucking... Oh, it's so easy to shit How is on it everything. time travel? I know next absolutely nothing about the film other than there's Jake Hall and a rabbit. Thank you for interjecting there. Man or rabbit. What's sir? the time travel aspect of that film? The time travel aspect of Donnie Darko is that the eponymous Donnie... Good word choice. Um, he... One of the day calendar coming in use again for Gary. At the beginning of the film, he rolls out of bed. If I remember, it's been a while since I've watched it. But he rolls out of bed. He... Then kind of goes through his entire life and day, but he's everything's like all funny and weird now, and he can see 
He can see people's time streams, so he can see where they're going to go, I think. And then he like finds that. out that by him rolling out of bed, where he would have been smushed by a jet engine, that causes like five people to die. So he decides to stay in bed, get crushed by the jet engine, and die, which means that those people don't okay. die. It's like the opposite of Final Destination. Kind of. But the jet engine travels through time. That's the... Oh, sounds pretty okay. fucking stupid, doesn't it? It sounds really fucking stupid now that I'm saying it out loud. Like, now that I'm it's, explaining it... Are the Final Destination films time travel films? No, not at all. Not even in slightest, a little good, bit. Good talk. That was fun. <laughs> Why would you even think they were? Because it's kind of like Minority Support and, like, look at the... You have the, the weird Oracle creatures that nah, see nah. into the future. See, now that... Yeah, now you put it that way. You're making me think that Minority Report's not a time travel film. I mean, you need to watch Minority Report. I don't disagree with that. Again, good talk. Thanks for having us here. That was nice. Just every time I say something, you say, all right, good talk. Because you, that's on you. Because your statements end the conversation. They don't. You'd be rubbish at improv. Because you I keep asking yes or no questions. I'm not asking yes or no questions. I'm asking you questions. You asked, is, is Final Destination a time travel film? And he said, no. Yeah, but then he could go into why he thinks it isn't. Well, why do you think it's it is? It's called a then? conversation, Philip. Try it one time. You should lead. You should ask. Open, I thought you were about to say questions. you should leave. And I was like, well, this, this took a dark turn. You need to ask open questions. Okay. Uh, God. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> um, what about... There's another one. Uh, another couple of films that I was going to chat to you about. Time Cop. What about uh, Butterfly Effect? I was actually thinking when you were talking about uh, the Donnie Darko, like... Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about Butterfly Effect. Uh, and... I guess technically, yes, it is a time travel movie, but... Uh, it's kind of a small-scale time travel film. Like, what what I mean by that is, he is travelling through time, but he only changes minor things. Yes. And hence the whole name of the film, Butterfly yes. Effect. Like the whole, uh, something happens that he loses an arm. and He loses wakes, both of his arms. And wakes his up legs. and doesn't have either arms. It's when he put, they put that firework in the... Yeah, and the, did his brother and try the, to sleep with his mum or something? In the mailbox. Is that why he's lost all his limbs? <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> he back to the future's it. Oh. Uh, yeah, Butterfly Effect. I think Butterfly Effect does a, a pretty decent job of, of covering the whole time travel I idea. Think here's an, this has nothing to do with time travel, but an interesting thing about both Donnie Darko and the Butterfly Effect is they both had like, I think Butterfly Effect had two more films after the first one, and Donnie Darko yep. had a sequel, which, and all were just absolute nonsense train well, wrecks. Because, because presumably the Donnie Darko sequel had absolutely nothing to do with Donnie Darko. I think it was the same director, but that was it. No, but I mean, he dies at the end of his film. Yeah. So what the fuck's the sequel about? It's called Hollywood and trying to make money. Trying to make a quick buck. I think I know about this, actually. It's not called Donnie Darko. It is called... Yeah, it's Re got a different Rebecca name. Rebecca Darko. Darker. No, no, it's 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 about, like, another member of his family, the okay. sister, I think. So it is just called Rebecca Darko. Is there something about, a, like, a lightning cloud in the second one? I haven't watched it. I, I know of it, but I've I haven't watched it either. It. I've only just heard the horror stories. <laughs> and then Butterfly Effect. I mean, Butterfly Effect, I can kind of give it a pass to a degree... Because if, following that kind of stupid movie logic, if he had a kid, you could feasibly appreciate that his butterfly effect power 
has been transferred to the kid, you know? Yeah. That that seems like something that they could do indefinitely and the kid just keeps having the same power. But inevitably you just re- you just recycle the same plot points after a while. I mean, yeah, totally. But then, but then like what you were saying about Final Destination, Butterfly Effect to me kind of feels more like a Final... Like, you know, the joy of a Final Destination film is more like... It's the death. It's more the, more the oh, how, how gory and ridiculous is this death going to be? Same well, it's effect. just the fucking wind all the time. It's always the wind. Oh, just a, <sighs> just a, a light breeze just fucking the blows over an yeah. entire lawnmower. The butterfly effect is that, uh, oh, he lifted that rock this time, and then in the future he's mega jacked. I wish I lifted that one rock that one time. You could have been mega jacked. I could have been mega jacked. Terminator. Oh, how have we not talked about Terminator? The perfect time travel movies. Obviously, we're just going to talk about one and two, because forget the rest of those films. We, we, I'm going to say one thing about the rest of them, but go on. I mean, Terminator 1 and 2 are just two, especially Terminator 1. That is a solid, back-to-front time travel movie. It only has one bit of time travel in it, though. Yeah, and it's and that's it. It's, it's funny because yeah, th- it doesn't over. It doesn't much like like what James Cameron loves loved to do, but doesn't sadly do anymore. Is he doesn't overcomplicate what doesn't need to be overcomplicated. He just he just gives you the the simplicity of one or two. It's the same with Aliens, where it's yeah. just like boom, here's what's happening. Let's go. And it's the same with Terminator, and it's the same with Terminator Two. It's just like boom, here's a situation. There's been some time travel, but that's not the focus it's just an element to help drive the plot mm-hmm. and thus things don't get all like muddled and crazy and then once he as long stepped, as you don't go past two and then, yeah as i was saying once <laughs> he stepped away and other people came in then the fucking timeline of terminator just became nonsense to a point where terminator genesis was just <laughs> idiotic on a level i can't even understand genesis genesis spelt the way I want to be in that fucking meeting. But they're like, we need to name our film. Obviously, we're going to have Terminator. Boom, up in front. That's easy. Good job on that one, Jack. That was a a tough call, but we've gone for Terminator. What are we going to follow up with? Well, there's going to be a colon, probably, because everything has to have colon something. And then they went... What's this film about again? Just Sorry, just to refresh my memory. A machine going back in time to kill a kid. Is it going back to, like... Is it going back to... Like the Bible times, because I was thinking, hear me out. Okay, that's Genesis, like the Book of Genesis, like the the robots creating Earth to the beginnings of the the Terminator. Yeah, to the beginning of time. That's, that's an interesting idea you have there, Steve. Could you please just step outside the room for a second and let's just have a wee conversation? Steve yeah. steps out of the room. Well, clearly Steve's lost his fucking mind, so we'll just have to uh, make sure to get rid of him. But that Genesis idea that sounds quite interesting. But I don't. Well, no, and then here's the thing. Then the big boss comes through. And he goes, I heard that Genesis idea. It sounds cool, but it's not quite futuristic enough. How do we make it more futuristic, boss? Well, I'm thinking we, think drop... we should put a Y on it. Yeah, we drop an I, change why is, that to a Y. Why is the boss northern? Don't know. Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. But that's genius, boss. That makes total sense and won't be confusing at all why we've changed <laughs> the entire spelling of a word to just to sound... Sci-fi, it, mate. It does. I guess that, yeah, sci-fi. That's it. That's it. That's literally sci-fi. Because they messed... The Terminators and Skynet messed with the fabric of time so much that the letter I doesn't exist anymore, despite the fact that it's That's in the words Terminator. Good there. That hurts a little bit. Well, the, the letter Y, here's a fun one, going back into the oh, old, old Did you just times. hear the sentence you just said? The letter Y, here's a fun one. 
<laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> the letter Y, back in the olden day. So, you know, ye olden days, the Y in ye olden days would just be the. The noise. So it's the olden days. Falling on from... Ye oldie oh. in would be the old in. Following on from that fascinating fact. So be fun fact. Jenna Stithis. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jenna Stithis. <laughs> Terminator <laughs> Jenna Terminator. You said you're drunker than I am. <laughs> Terminator Jenna Stithis. Yep, that's the name of that film. In a recent interview with one of the executives of Terminator Genesis. Genesis. He gave... You saw Terminator Genesis? I did. Did you see... What a cluster. I have not seen Terminator Genesis. Okay. So, do you remember the trailer for the film? Vaguely. In, in which it spoils the fact that Jason Clark's uh, character is actually a futuristic oh, like, he's, digital yeah, Terminator. He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they, they gave exe- away the twist of the film. Yeah, they give away the, like, the big... They do the whole castaway kind of trailer situation with the show that Tom Hanks's character gets off the island that t- or pretty much the Terminator 2 one oh we sh- I want to talk about that that's much more interesting for Terminator 2 where James wait, Cameron wait 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 you have to finish what you were saying oh, but well, this- no because anyone listening to that is just going to be left on this horrible hook of okay, for what the Gen- was going to say about one's a whole lot less interesting than the uh, Terminator 2 one but for Genesize there was a an interview with one of the executives who no longer works for them so he gave a reason for why they decided to spoil the biggest twist of the movie in the trailer and they said the reason they did it is they thought it would be too surprising for audiences and they wouldn't (laughs) be able to understand what had happened so they just wanted to give it away in the trailer so they were ready for it the fact that some idiot hollywood exec genuinely thought people would be sitting in the cinema and going okay cool yep yep what's it is it it's not yes john connor isn't it Yes, John, John Connor. Con- the character John Connor is like, cool, yeah, John Connor's back, sweet. I've watched Terminator 1, 2, 3, Salvation. I understand. And 4, I, get, I think there are 4. I mean, one? technically, Genesis would be 4. Was that the 4th? Right, so I've watched, I've watched these three Terminator films, so I know the character John Connor. Yep, cool. Time travel, yep, I know about this because I've watched all the Terminator films. <gasps> John Connor was a cyborg in this one, and their heads just actually exploding, or people shitting themselves, or something going so horribly wrong that they were like, we can't, we honestly can't do that to the people. We have to spell it out to them in a trailer. It's too much, man. It's yeah. too much for it's those too poor... fucking wild. But what would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking everyone goes Tim Allen. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Right, sorry, what were you going to say about Terminator 2 then? So for Terminator 2, it's spoilers. Aha! Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually the good guy in the film and the T-1000 is the bad guy. If you didn't know as well, um, they had to spoil the fact that uh, Terminator 2 Alan Silvestri was a good guy. Are you ruining my whole point? I think you're ruining my whole point right here in front of me. Why don't you just shit in my face? No, they they had to put it in the trailer because... Fucking hell. They had to put it in the trailer because... I think that might have been Gavin's point. My whole point, as I was talking about, is... That James Cameron constructed the entire first act of that film so that you never knew who the bad guy was and who the good guy was. Because in the beginning of the film, the T-1000 comes back. Yeah. It takes on the moniker of a police officer, which is what you'd assume as, like, protect and serve, good guy, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Arnold Schwarzenegger, previously in Terminator 1, was a bad guy, comes back this time takes on the kind of imagery and moniker of biker which, or uh, someone in a gang, which in that time... Someone were, that would use a weed. 
extremely prevalent and someone who would use the marijuana uh, they were prevalent in that time as with negative connotations and their entire lead up to the two of them interacting with John Connor you never it, like Schwarzenegger's got a shotgun hidden in a, a box of flowers and all that kind of stuff you assume the T-1000 is going to get there to protect John Connor and then the T-800 being our Schwarzenegger is going to get there to kill him that's such a cool way to start your movie if your audience has no idea what's going on and they're guessing along with the film but no the trailer just goes this time he's here to protect him Arnold Schwarzenegger is your hero in the movie and it's just like well thanks studio for completely ruining the whole fucking first act of the movie I know this is kind of off topic here but it is a major problem with trailers across the board now I, uh, well, actually, no. It's not just we're, now, we're, it's no, just all of the time. We're actually snapping back, though. No, no, no. We actually, are, I mean, Endgame's a fascinating example. Endgame's a good example, and I think they've learned the lesson because Thor Ragnarok in the Marvel Universe fucked it. Yeah, big time. Where it's like, they should never... Hulk shouldn't have appeared anywhere, anywhere. in the marketing for that film whatsoever. Rom-coms get it bad as well. I mean, there's uh, something that uh, Audio Boy and I have noticed about trailers for British mid-films quite a lot which is the the trailer they will look terrible conti- well yeah have you seen the trailer for that film Fisherman's is it Fisherman's, Fisherman's Friends, Friends. Fisherman's yeah. Friends this is so it's an example where literally if you watch the trailer for Fisherman's Friends load up your YouTubes and your Vimeos and your whatever type in the trailer for Fisherman's Friends watch that and you never need to watch the film because it literally gives you yeah. beat for beat every plot point of that film and you, to the point where if you walk into that film it's not a case of predicting what's happening. You just know what's going to happen yeah. because the trailer just point for point lays it a lot out. Of horror films as well. I, I saw the trailer for Pet Cemetery in the cinema the other yeah. day. And pff, yeah, the first two trailers, maybe the first first trailer, I can't remember if the second one did or not, but the first two trailers, you didn't see that the daughter obviously dies, dies yeah. and then that's what they bring back. Um, and then the third trailer is just, hey, here's everything you need to know. And I was, I was just, I was definitely disappointed because my missus, we went. She was really interested. She was, th- she was saying, "Oh, I want to go see Pet Cemetery. It's going to be sweet." Has she seen I've the s- original? I've seen that. No, never seen the original. Had only seen the first trailer where the cat dies, and then the cat the trailer's gets real back. good. And it's you know not enough. And she was, like, "Oh, I'm, I'm interested in that." And then we watched the third trailer, and she went, "She went, that looks too scary for one and two. I don't think I need to know what happens anymore because I just don't care. I'm pretty sure I get it. Yeah, it's like sometimes dead is better. Because that's the interesting thing with Endgame is I have only watched one trailer and you've not watched any. No, I'm off. But I'm from off what it. I understand, the what they've shown, Kevin Feige says everything they've shown so far is just from the first act of the film, first eight minutes of the film. Apparently, there you go. Yeah, and it's like more studios. I mean, clearly, obviously Marvel and Disney can get away with that with Endgame because they know that film's going to make $11 anyway. billion. Dollars. But still, more studios need to be doing that with their trailers. I think, fuck trailers, we should go back to a time when you only got posters. I like a good trailer, though. Teaser trailer. Do you know how many times... In my universe... Do you know how many, you many get times one, I've hate-watched the Hobbs and Shaw trailer? You get one poster... I've hate-watched that trailer a lot. And you get one teaser trailer. Anything more than that. Here's the new bullshit thing, speaking of teasers that I hate, is the five-second teaser before the trailer that shows you what's going to happen yeah, in the trailer. What is that about? We've now got a trailer for the trailer for the film. What kind of nightmarish world are we living in, people? Stand up! 
You know what that's Say for? you're fed up and you're that's not so, going to take it anymore. Uh, on like of YouTube and things where you've got that five seconds before you, you can skip the ad. Watch. They just use the same trailer of like, we'll use that five seconds and then people will just skip the ad. So they've kind of got the gist of it anyway and then just play the whole trailer. If they were smart about it, they would just chop off that five seconds, but that means making another trailer. Yeah. So it's just them saving money by doing that. The more you know. It's a big load of bullshit. Big load of bullshit. No, what I'm trying to think about is... It's how you can tie this back what to time is, travel. No, what is that quote from Network? Is that I'm tired as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore? What is it he says? I got a question for you. Oh. Yep. Just to wrap us up, bring us, bring us in, land this plane. If you had access to time travel, you can make it closed loop or you can make it wobbly time. What would you do? I missed the start to your question because I was thinking of Star Trek. What was your question? What would you do if you had time travel? Oh, hey, I would go back. And w- and would you want closed loop time travel or or open loop? Open loop. You want open. And what I would do is I would go back to the keep uh, it uh, keep it relevant to a movie, please. I would. Go, I always do. I will go Star back Trek, to no. the early nineties and stop them from spoiling the first act of Terminator Two, so the audiences could go into the cinema and experience that first act the way James Cameron intended it to be experienced which is that you don't know who the good guy is and who the bad guys are that's a good one so not like Kill Hitler or Stop 9-11 or anything like this no because uh, Quentin Tarantino already did that in Glorious Bastards I'm with him I'm d- I'm going selfish I'm just going to back to the future my own time I'm going I'm going back 30 you're gonna years you're going to fuck your mum no I don't know I'm going to stop Biff trying to rape my mum Biff's a rapist yeah that's true that's a hard that's a hard... I mean, do you want to say, like, allegedly after that? Because they might come and sue us. Biff is cancelled. Biff's definitely a rape. Like... Biff should get cancelled. Allegedly. It, no. He it's it's for, quite It's quite clearly... Attempted sho- sexual assault. It's quite clearly to, shown to us in Back to the Future 1. Just to protect us legally, I'm just going to use the word allegedly. Why? <laughs> it's fictional. It doesn't matter. You don't know. You weren't there, man. Biff's family. One, Biff's a rapist. Two... Allegedly. Biff's entire fucking family names their kids stupid shit that all sounds like Biff. So fuck Jeff. Biff. I'm going back to 1955 and I'm going to get my parents together better than they were originally and I'm going to be rich and famous in the future. That's how I'm using my do time was, travel. Do you know something we also didn't talk about? Is that Back to the Future 3 is a terrible film. I know you think that. You like Back to the Future 3? I like all the Back to the Futures. Of course, you because you're a simple. You have talked about this before. I know we have. Right, motherfucker. Every I'm time you have us. get drunk, you Do talk have, about Back to the Future. Is there time travel in Star Wars? Yes, there is, but they just introduced it into Star Wars Rebels. Never mind, I'm out. That's a TV show. Let's wrap it up. Thank fuck. Yeah, it's been a bit of a fucking wild ride tonight. You have been a scatterbrained piece of shit. I've, can't but, keep you on topic. Remember earlier? When Literally I'd, can't keep you on topic. Me, I, be, I, actually, I, I, think, I feel like I've been all right. Yeah. yeah. Rem- remember earlier when I took all the lids off your Play-Doh and swapped it with a... Uh, Nobody knows what you're talking about. This can't stay in the podcast. Yes, it can. I Will you took stop? All... Gary has a bag full of Play-Doh. Right. Now, Don't ask. Quit it. I'm wrapping this. I'm I wrapping... took all the lids off of them. I'm just trying to have fun, everyone. I'm trying to have fun. A small story for our listeners at home. I don't know if we've done this already, and if not, I'm going to do it again. Gavin said to me four hours ago before I went to work. Why do you always pick on me? I really want to record two podcasts tonight, Gary, and I want to make sure they're decent ones because we need to get a bit of a backlog. So I was like, we could do time travel. And Gavin said, yeah, that's okay. And we've been recording for over two hours now. And it's 
pretty much all unusable because you are a fucking nightmare and you can't stay on topic. <laughs> but I've had fun. No one else has. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from <laughs> us. Um, I'm the bad guy. Always. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts on time travel films. What's your favorite time travel movie? Do you like time travel films? And if you don't like them, why? And what's your favorite Star Trek film? God, this is going to be like 12 minutes long. Just put the mic down. Let me do this. <laughs> you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Meandering Pod. You can get in touch with us on Instagram. Um, if you just look at Instagram forward slash Meandering Movie Podcast. Facebook, just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast. And you can also email us at Meandering Movie Podcast at gmail.com. We're still looking for reviews. So feel free to leave us a review and we'll read it out on air. Is this on air? On pre-recorded message. We are breathing air. We're breathing air. And uh, other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week for another episode. I'm Gary. I'm Gavin. And I'm so sorry. Bye. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? You fucking suck.